Well, we've made it. We're in the last 12 days before Christmas. And if you're like me, you're going over your list. You're making sure you have gifts for everybody. You have everything you need in the house. This is the last minute craziness that you can't do until those final days before the holidays. And I thought would be really fun is to break down for you my 12 lines of Christmas to make it fun and to help you out. The 12 wine styles that I recommend you keep on hand. And if you have them, you're going to be ready for pairings for any occasion. Now, this list I'm doing around Christmas time, but it's obviously good. 12 months out of the year. So you could do this as a 12-month win list or a 12 days of Christmas. At the end, I also have something fun to share with you as well. So make sure you stay through to the end because I have a little gift for you. So if you're ready, let's dive into the 12 wines of Christmas. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Somalia Aaronozar, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here. And if we have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional sommelier for over 20 years now, and it is my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine fun, easy, but also practical, meaning I want to make sure that you feel comfortable and confident shopping for wines for any occasion, not just for fancy events, but for everyday occasions when you're making memories with family and friends. So I want you to think of me as your very own practical sommelier. So let's get started with the 12 wines of Christmas, and I've broken these into whites and reds. We're going to start with whites first, and I'm going to go through these quickly because I know this is such a busy time of year. Now, the first wine style on my list is an oaked Chardonnay, especially going into the cooler winter months. And I'm in Canada, so my reference of cooler is definitely cold, snowy winter. If you are living in the Southern Hemisphere, then I'm a little bit jealous. I'm not going to lie. But when we're into those cooler months and you're having those fuller food styles, maybe a little bit richer, more butter, more sauces, I definitely will always recommend that you have an oak Chardonnay on hand. And when you're shopping for oak Chardonnay, you're looking for those words of butter, toast, rich, buttery, vanilla, brioche. You might see those on the label. But this is going to go with your roast turkey and all of the stuffings, your creamy mashed potatoes. Anything with a Bernays sauce, if you're doing prime rib or something like that, chicken Kiev, anything with a creamy sauce, those rich dishes with lots of butter, then your creamy oak chardonnay is going to be delicious. Wine number two is a classic Chablis. So we're staying in with the chardonnay, but here the classic version of Chablis from France. So an un-oak style of chardonnay, clean, crisp, elegant, for seafood with just a squeeze of lemon, just a refreshing white, beautiful on the palate and wonderful wine of just easy sipping when you're looking for a wine that is going to be refreshing and elegant. This classic style of Chardonnay, definitely a must have in your home. Wine number three is an off dry Riesling. And one of my favorites is a cabinet style of German Riesling. When you're shopping, you're going to see cabinet. And if you're listening in audio form, not to worry, I've got you covered because for both the show notes on YouTube and in podcasts, you're going to have a link where you're going to find an infographic that's going to have all of these wines listed on it for you as well. So wine number three is an off-dry Riesling. Here you're looking for the terms off-dry, habtrocken, or one of my favorites is going to be a cabinet-style German Riesling. You're going to see the term cabinet right on the label. And what this means is that it's been picked at just a little bit over top of perfect ripeness. So there's a bit of extra residual sugar in the wine. It is beautiful. And this is a wonderful wine style 
when you're doing something like Thai or Indian, something with lots of aromatics or spicy dishes. If you're doing anything a little bit spicy, a little bit of ginger with some red pepper or anything like that, then this sweetness that touches sugar in the wine with something that's a little bit spicy or very aromatic brings a really nice balance and it can just be divine in the glass. But an off-dry Riesling is definitely a white style that you should have in your house. Wine number four is a classic Sauvignon Blanc. And here will be a little bit of your choice. New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, many of you will have as a favorite wine, very aromatic and it's got lots of personality, both in the glass and aromatics. Some of you might prefer the softer style of a French Sauvignon Blanc, for example, whether that be a Sancerre or Poulet Fumé. So these are going to be a little bit softer than the really bold, aromatic, personality-driven Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. You also could go a white Bordeaux, which is going to be Sauvignon Blanc-based, maybe a little bit more herbaceous, a little bit softer, very food-friendly. So you have some options, but the Sauvignon Blanc is a wonderful addition to your wine rack. Lots of citrus flavors, some lime, some herbaceousness. Wonderful, again, when you're doing dishes with lemon or guacamole and chips, one of my favorites. Goat cheeses, those high-acid cheeses. So definitely need one of these in the house. Wine number five is a Pinot Grigio, or again, another aromatic light white style of your choice. So Pinot Grigio, many people will have as a favorite wine style. It's very easy, very people-friendly. And here you can have some other options as well. Maybe you want to have an Insolia, for example, from Sicily, another option here. But what you're looking for is a white that's somewhere in between almost the Chablis and the Sauvignon Blanc where you can have refreshing, easy sipping, but your choice is that go-to wine for everyday easy sipping. Higher acid, so it makes your mouth water really good with salads, oil and vinegar dressings, seafood. You're just looking for something that you can just open and enjoy anytime. Now we're moving on to red wines for wine number six. And the next wine is a Cabernet Sauvignon. You definitely want to have a lovely, you definitely want to have a Cabernet Sauvignon in your wine rack. This is your big, bold, red, perfect, classic edition. Now, if you want to go to a blended style, we have the classic wines from Bordeaux, but you're looking for strength, some personality, some muscle in the glass, if you will. Those beautiful dark fruit flavors, but perfect with red meat dishes, elegant in the glass, but also strength. You can also pair when doing portobello mushrooms or dark chocolate if you want to pull it out at the end of a meal or pair right through with it and have a beautiful dark chocolate dessert at the end as well. But the Cabernet Sauvignon is definitely a wine style that you're going to want to have in your wine rack. Wine number seven on the list is a beautiful Pinot Noir. You definitely want to have a Pinot Noir in your wine rack. And if you listened it a few weeks ago, I did an entire episode on getting to know Pinot Noir because it can be a little bit of a mysterious grape. It's definitely the analogy I use for it, where it's like the mysterious girl at the party and you just can't get your finger on what she's all about. The grape is so diverse and has so many different personalities, but you're going to want to find a favorite Pinot Noir to always have in your wine rack. Definitely, you're going to get some of that black tea, a little bit of earthiness, some fruit for some cherry and raspberries coming through. But beautiful when we do salmon dishes, dishes with mushrooms, charcuterie plates, just easy sipping. But this is a very versatile wine, also complex and elegant, and you're definitely going to want to find a favorite or two to keep in your wine. Wine number nine is a Shiraz or a Syrah. Now, same grape variety, two different profiles. So it's gonna be a little bit up to you on if you wanna have both or depending on the season, you might wanna have Shiraz, for example, in the summertime 
and Sarah in the wintertime. Now, Shiraz, the reason why I say it in the summertime is when we have Shiraz on the label, we can get more fruit-forward strength. Did both wines are a big red, but when we have Shiraz on the label, we're getting more of that fruit-forward profile, both in the glass and on the nose. Wonderful with barbecue dishes, red meats, dark milk chocolate, really rich in its flavor profile and its textures on your mouth. When we do Syrah, here we have more of what we'll say a masculine style wine in some of its aromas and flavors. More peppers, might even get some dried meats and salamis. A bit more intense, higher tannin levels the way you'll perceive them in the mouth. And here you can do beautiful slow-cooked roasts and boar, wild boar and venison. If you're doing anything game-wise, um, meat that way, beautiful the Syrah is there. But both are beautiful wine styles. But if you're doing more grilled, more smoked foods, then perhaps the Shiraz will be more of a profile for you. Where if you're doing more game or more charcuterie, more black pepper, salami, a little bit more, a little bit more intense the Syrah can be, then definitely the Syrah is there for you. But same grape, but two different profiles, but maybe you flip them out. Seasling. Wine number 10 is sparkling wine. You always are going to need at least one, two, three. You're always going to need sparkling wine in the house. And whether that's your choice of a Prosecco, Cava, Cremant, True Champagne, whatever is your favorite or the one you like to keep on hand, I always recommend that you have a bottle of bubbles because there's always something in a day to celebrate. So sparkling wines are a must-have in the house. And remember, they're just not for toasting. They are so food-friendly and one of our most underused wine styles. They're delicious with all kinds of food, just popcorn and butter, easy sipping on its own, Rice Krispie squares, coconut macaroons, Bernays sauce, Hollandaise sauce. If you're doing a Chateaubriand, for example, it's delicious. Any chicken pot pie, because when you have the anything with a pie crust, a buttery pie crust can be delicious as well. But they're also here for you to make wonderful sparkly cocktails, especially through the holidays. So sparkling wine definitely is on the list. Wine number 11, this is a tawny port. And a tawny port, if you like caramels and butterscotch, but just easy sipping, especially by the fire, a beautiful Christmas tree with family, then a tawny port with those butterscotch caramel flavors, delicious. Or if you're doing cinnamon buns, for example, you're doing a late afternoon sweet snack, it can go there. But if you are a caramel fan, maybe you're just having some baked apples, super easy dessert with some butter and brown sugar and walnuts and cranberries and you're just going to have a little bit of a side glass of a tawny port on the side delicious and my final wine wine number 12 is a ruby port so a late bottled vintage port or a vintage port if you want to go fancy but i believe you need both styles of ports in your house and the ruby port is going to give you those flavors of cherries and raspberries deep blackberries beautiful red fruit flavors with the sweetness and here's for your dark chocolate desserts or beautiful cheese plates and it is wonderful so if you're doing blue cheese for example classic pairing of the stilton and the ruby port some walnuts on top to help with that sweetness but the ruby port is a classic beautiful wine style just like the tawny port and I think you need both. And that's why they made both wine number 11 and wine number 12 on my list. So I hope that you have enjoyed learning about my 12 wines of Christmas. Again, these are just great wines to have in your house all of the time. 
12 seasons out of a year. And if you have these, you're going to be able to pair with so many dishes. And there are so many different wine styles to try. So you can take this list and maybe instead of Cabernet Sauvignon, you would like to have a Melbeck. You really want to have the big red wine is what I wanted to have on the list. But a Cabernet is pretty classic. So that's why I made my list. Now, I have a link below in the show notes that's going to take you to an infographic that you'll be able to save and keep so you have this handy. It's also going to give you some food pairing ideas for each wine, as well as the basic profile notes. So you'll have that as well. And I also want to share a surprise gift. I put together a fun Christmas cookie and wine pairing guide for you that you can follow the link below and download the booklet. I've also done a very short video to go along with the booklet. And what this is, is I've taken four classic Christmas cookies. I've paired them up with wines and I've created the booklet to walk you through hosting your very own Christmas cookie and wine pairing experience for your guests over the holidays. Or you can just do this on your own any time of year. But this is really fun if you're getting together with family and friends or you're hosting an event. Maybe you want to do something a little bit different for your guests. This can be done as a sit down, more classic style of wine tasting, or you can set this up as a station where your guests are going to be self-directed around the room. So that's going to be up to you, but I hope you enjoy it. I would love to hear about it. I would love to hear if you have a favorite pairing out of that tasting, as well as see some pictures of how you've set it up at your house. I have some downloadable PDFs for you with it that you can print off that are just the, the cards of which wines at what station. So It's a whole little package. It was really fun to create. I hope you enjoy it and have a good time hosting it. On that note, I want to say thank you for hanging out with me today. I know this is a very busy time of year and I appreciate your time and hanging out with me today. We have one more episode next week before Christmas and I'm going to be covering some of my last minute quick Christmas gift ideas for wine, beer, and whiskey fans. So I hope that you can join me. And as always, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I want to wish you a wonderful week. Cheers, everybody. Bye now.